My name is Brian, this is Reggie, and this is R&B Talks, Episode 7. Reggie, how does it feel to be a year older, my friend? Topital. Nice. Nice. Doesn't feel any damn different, dude. (laughs) In case anybody's wondering, Reggie had a birthday this week. Apparently, it didn't make any impact, and he had some... Dessert issues. I did have dessert issues. <laughs> well, I mean, look, when you're when you're our age, I mean, it's not like you you have like a list of birthday things that you want people to get you. Yeah, I mean, we pretty much got what we need. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, you know, and and if you're if you don't got what you need, that's what you want for your birthday. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> food, shelter, water. You know. Yeah. But so anymore, you know. I just asked my wife, you know, she's like, do you want anything special for your birthday? Well, yeah, I want, you know, how about some homemade, you know, banana pudding or just something like that. Right. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. For some reason, my wife's had like this cooking issue. Like, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) And it's just it's just been wild how things that we she used to knock out of the park are just just like meh. No, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So. And usually if I have like something, cause I don't, I don't eat a lot of sweets or, or carbs and stuff anymore and I avoid them like the plague really. And so, so when I do though, it's like, yes, this is awesome, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't that way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I have a question. Yeah. Is this a case of pedestal st- syndrome, right? Where you think about it and you build it up in your head. I've done that before where I've like, this is going to be the most delicious thing I've ever eaten. And it's made right, and it gets to me, and I take a bite, and I'm like, eh. No. No, I mean, because, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I grew dude, I grew up with true down-home southern cooking, right? Like, yeah. that, I grew up with this stuff, right? And, uh, you know, your taste buds change, but, man, you remember. Yeah. Like, this, I mean, like, the the... And I fixed my own banana pudding before. Like I wanted yeah. to see, like I like banana pudding so much. I wanted to learn how to make it, how I really liked it. Right. So, I mean, uh, the guy on um, uh, the cowboy cook, uh, Kent uh, Rollins, Kent Rollins, yes, on, on, it, love so that guy. He did. He did like how I almost how I fixed it before, and and I said, babes, this is. I want Kent Rollins do his and you'll be fine. It'll make it great. And it totally wasn't at all. <laughs> so <laughs> that guy made cowboy coffee on a video one time. And I, to this day, crave cowboy coffee and I've never had any. He made it. I think it was the way he talked about it. He talked about it. Like if you drank it, it would cure all ailments. <laughs> and I was like, I want a cup of that. I know. I know. <laughs> well, it's just how he presents it, too. It is how he presents it. Uh, and it's totally his way he. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, honestly, that dude could fix me anything. I'd be like, I'd probably like it. Just it could be like freaking Brussels sprouts. Okay. So I got to tell you about this one, right? Oh, boy. So I was having a space out moment and I was on YouTube and I ran up on a Kent Rollins video where he went to Taco Bell and he bought a Crunchwrap Supreme from Taco Bell. And the reason he bought it was so that he could deconstruct it and make his own. I haven't seen this one. That should be fantastic. Dude, I've never wanted a Kent Rollins food as much as I <laughs> wanted that 
Crunchwrap Supreme at the end of that video. Like he worked hard on it. Like he was inventing like science while he was making this thing. And what was my favorite part is when he bit into the original Crunchwrap Supreme and had to mask his contempt. <laughs> like he was he was you you could tell he probably would have preferred to spit it out. But he was on video and he was trying to be cool. So, but then he makes this fantastic, magical, wizarding world of Harry Potter looking crunch wrap supreme. <laughs> and I, I was so like, I've never envied something on a video like that. But I was like, I, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just, you know, that that's magical. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, like, yeah, I want some of that magical deliciousness. I know. Yeah. And I can't believe I yeah. can't have any. And if I fix it, it is not going to taste like that. No, no. You know, but I, I will say the barbecue stuff, though, like I'll watch it. And I'll be like, I wonder if I can do that. And then you do do it. And it's like, all right, that okay. was awesome. Yeah. But your brisket is unbelievable. But I've just replicated what others have done. Yeah. You know, it's like I didn't have to do anything by myself. It was just but that's that's really just about there's really like a science to it. If you just follow the science and temperatures and all that stuff. Oh, dude, it, it it's fine. But. The, the the thing with like the crunch wrap, there's so many ingredients and you got to like put all this stuff. Well, that's different. I mean, you yeah. got so much more to it, you know? And he put so much more in it. He was like, this thing is kind of weak. We're going to make it my way. There was so much beef in it. I'm like, there's like a third of a cow in that crunch wrap supreme. And Dude, I was like, I'm I all over it. Let's, let's, well, we're going to have to have like a, I don't know. We have to get some money, like real money and have our own like, uh, what do they call those um, cow rides or whatever uh, the, where they, I can't think of the name of it now. <sighs> and we'll have a, so we have need it. We have a need for a uh, wagon cook and we there can go hire him. Yeah. <laughs> or just call him up and being like, dude, we'll pay you for a day. Come cook all your favorite stuff for us. Like, and make the crunch wrap Supreme. We need it. Like I have to have that, Kent. You're just yeah, but like everything, like his biscuits and gravy he oh, made. Yeah. I'm like, okay, oh, dude. dude, that's legit. His gravy. Oh no, like well. that's, you know, that's one of those where you're painting the toilet the next day and you're okay with it, dude. <laughs> I just ate a salad for dinner, so like now I'm like hungry, like for real. <laughs> like it ain't gonna cut it anymore. I didn't have much better today. I had right. cauliflower crust vegetarian pizza. So yeah, I didn't exactly. Now, why would you have a vegetarian pizza, dude? I'm trying to eat better. I'm a yeah, trainer. Yeah, but ve what the, you know? vegetarian has nothing to do with eating better. It just means you're just not eating protein meat, which yeah. is no. I hate, I, and I'm not a vegetarian by 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 a long shot. Yeah. I'm not a vegetarian. No. Love the only, meat. The only vegetarian food. I, I like somewhat is like the true vegetarian Indian cuisine that they have sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, and it's, I, it's just because to me, they're like freaking, I don't know, like rocket science with, with herbs and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. But yeah. Well, I love, I love a good uh, vegetarian Indian dish with a good amount of curry in it because curry just tastes good. Right. Like it's just, it just is what it is. Right. All right, Reggie. So today's topic, very controversial in our modern day. Well, okay. I want to say this before we even get in the weeds here. Okay. I don't think it's like, this is important to talk about. Okay. okay. First of all, but we need to ask the question is why is it, or is it even so, but, but we're going to talk about 
personal identity. And philosophically, this is a convoluted and complex question. It is. Because it deals with all kinds of different ideas and viewpoints and everything else. And and also philosophy as a <laughs> – over history, I, I should say, has been – has had all kinds of different viewpoints on it as well. So I think to start this off, when we, when we're going to, when we're talking about personal identity, we're, what are we, what is that? What are we asking? I think we're asking very much, you know, oh gosh, that's so broad, man. There's so many aspects to that. Um, and just kind of a side note, when I was doing my research for this episode, it's it's broad and deep. Um, personal identity has to do with your beliefs, your 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 roles in life, your your worldview. For the love of Pete, everything we've touched on in every episode. Um, for me, it's the components of of who I am drawn into what I project out into the world. Well, um, my faith. Let me, let me help. You know, you can, I think you can dumb it down to what, what I would base this conversation on is the questions of who am I? What am I? Like okay. those two basic questions you could silo this down to. Okay. And, and those, those are, those have differencing of impact depending on what viewpoint you approach it. Okay. Um, I know that when in a philosophical term, they have they have different theories about this stuff. Yeah, qualitative, quantitative, uh, self fulfillment or something, um, personhood. There, there's all kinds of different philosophical f- frameworks that this kind of is involved, right? So one 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 like uh, term I I heard was like the characterization question okay which basically is the 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 expectation of a deep and revealing philosophical i'm sorry the <laughs> of a deep and revealing psychological answer of to who am i right uh-huh. um and the who am i that's where we can spend some time on about like where that who am i comes from and I mean by what criteria are we actually basing that who am I statement? What are we looking for as far as the criteria for that? Okay. Let's let's tackle that one first. Okay, let's tackle that one first. What would be your criteria? <sighs> okay. So based on identity theories, <laughs> you you have different viewpoints as to who you are. And because they ask the questions like, are you the same person you are today as you were in the past? Will you be the same person in the future as you are today? Is it based on biology? Is it based on your consciousness? Is it based on your moral ethics that lead to decisions? Is it based on all your bi- uh, your genetic code? Is it ba- all these questions have been asked by the you know um, psychological and philosophical realms, right? So when you <laughs> when you ask who am I? I would bet that most of us who are not 
philosophers or psychologists are just trying to figure out who they want to be and where the, how far away from that are we? That's what I would take a stab at and say most of the time we're, we're kind of trying to judge how far f- from an objective we are. That's what I kind of would say. Weirdly enough, though, I don't feel like I look at it from that perspective in the sense that I know I know who I want to be. I don't I'm not searching for it. Right. Like I know. With some level of natural equilibrium, am I am I there yet? No, absolutely not. Um, I don't really you know, if you were to ask me components, component would be. I'm a man of God, and most of my objectives in life are life are based on that. Mm-hmm. The goals I'm trying to achieve as a person of faith. Um, but who I am as a person, I'm a child of God, man. That's who I am at my core. Like I don't, there's, I don't have any f- emotional, mental, or f- physical or spiritual, you know, debate about that. I don't think necessarily. Now, this could come from my own prejudices, but I don't think genetically I've ever been concerned with it, right? Because I'm here now. So my genetics, I don't really think have a, 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 a you know, a, a or in this race, right? Like that it's not going to steer me as much well, as the other things are. Yeah. And I mean, but so, so, so I'm going to go a little to, to a little more detail. Okay. Right. Um, let me start here. I'll give you some ammo, um, okay. so to speak. I like ammo. I found I found a really good um, article on identity from Stanford in their Encyclopedia of Philosophy. Okay, and it kind of so I've had to do some philosophical research before and looking at different uh, like Kant or Bertrand Russell or you know there's all kinds of different philosophers I've had to like dig into a little bit. Uh, in my studies at Liberty, right? So, so I kind of knew some of these things, and I was like, "Well, I can go through and dig up some of that stuff." But <laughs> this article kind of did it for me already. Okay. But so, so some of the like proposed answers to what are we? Um, so I'll I'll kind of list these in a little bit. So, bi- a biological organism. So, okay. like an animal. Uh, I guess they call that animalism. I think. Um, okay. Were material things constituted by organis- organisms, a person is made of the same matter as a certain animal, but they are different things because what it takes for them to persist is different. It's another one. We are temporal parts of animals. Each of us stands to an organism as your childhood stands to your life as a whole. We are spatial parts of animals, something that brains, something like brains, perhaps, or temporal parts of brains. Is that so? In other words, you you are who your your brain basically. Uh, we are partless, immaterial substances, souls, and this is kind of the Plato, Descartes um, thought about this, um, or we're compound things made up of an, an immaterial soul and a biological organism. So you're you know you you are your soul and your biological material right another one is the we are collections of mental states or events so our perceptions 
we're just a collection of how we perceive the world. And then there's a couple of them, and there's actually quite a few philosophers throughout history that have just said there's nothing that we are because we really don't exist at all. So that's that's another philosophical standpoint that we we must consider in this conversation as well that we're we don't even really exist at all. So that that that's that's some the bigger ideas of kind of what makes you who you are from a philosophical standpoint. Now all of those are high level. So they, you know, you, you, you really have to dig into these in order to like get what they're thinking of. Mm-hmm. But I, I can tell you that what, what the, the really big points of the discussion that divides everything is like, are you, are you just your physical biology or are you a spiritual being or are you a mix of the two or none, nothing at all? So that's that's kind of how the arguments all get laid out there from a philosophical standpoint. But a lot of that would, well, as you just said, a lot of that would come from self-perception, right? Like what what do I think I am, right? Like for me, if I had to pick one of those, it would be a spiritual being. I'm renting space, dude. <laughs> I, I'm, I have a better, bigger, more wonderful place to be. And in my time here, I have responsibilities. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm working towards that goal. Um, the body's temporary, right? It's not really, you know, it's not our but permanent see, home. Who are you right now, though, is you have a biological component to your existence. Yes. So th- this is how I look at this. I've had to think a lot about this. So like, because, because there's a question about like, are you the same person today as you were yesterday or in the future? I don't want to really get down that rabbit hole. Cause there's like, a, <laughs> yeah, that's, dude, there's, you're- well, there's a whole lot of things because they're talking about like, you know, because you've, you've changed or evolved or whatever. I, so leaving that aside for a minute, like in, while I'm living on this earth, I I have a, a physical manifestation mm-hmm. that I control and I'm that's fully, you know, part of who I am. My character though and my um drives and my passions and stuff like that is contained in parts of the brain. But also I do believe in that soul of the, that we have that yeah. really is the, the everlasting part of what we are and who we are. Okay. And I believe that. So where I am today has been molded. So it's not that I'm any different than I was at the core of who I was when I was growing up or younger, even three minutes ago, but that I've been, that I'm continually being changed and forged into something that I'm working towards whether I like it or not, that's kind of how I see who I am is like that. I have a central being, a central spirit, soul, whatever you want to say that inhabits a physical body existing on this plane of existence. And that I'm, there's always changes happening, but there's always a maintaining of this central core. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But that's different 
than a lot of these philosophical. Well, there's, I mean, you know, you know I'll be honest with you. The, the do we actually exist question. There's tons of discussion about it, but I, I find it to be a little bit. Um, nonsensical. Um, how can we not exist if we have consciousness, right? If we're conscious of what we're doing and we're making decisions of, about what we're doing and we're affecting our environment and we're affecting what we do, I kind of disqualify that discussion in the sense that I don't really, it, it doesn't really, there's no meat on the bone, at least for me, right? What, but, okay, well, let me, I'm going to stop you right there for just a second. Okay. What, what I relate that to, though, okay, is the... It's the the different theories about like we were were someone else's f dream. We're a construct in a virtual reality program or something. All of those things actually though kind of make sense in a way if they're if you're if you're not <laughs> religious if you're trying to search for like who you are and stuff because there's answers there, uh, because the question here's, this was, um, I'll just say this real quick. Philosophy now.org. Right. And they're, uh, they said the question of what makes a person and specifically what makes them the person he or she is remains one for philosophy to investigate. So here we are in 2023. There is no answers here. Well, no, there's no, there's no, no. There's so, no so definites in no. the sense, but, but is that, you know, ask the question, is there no definites because there are no definites or is there no definite because they refuse to see it because they refuse to see yeah. it? Yeah. That's, that's my question. You know, uh, immediately when you said that, that was my question. Well, look, when here's what else they say, because this helps this whole conversation. Right? Okay. Something abides through the stream of events and varying circumstances of one's life, even in spite of them. Some call this a mind, spirit, or soul. Others just call, the, call it the body, or in more modern terms, the brain. So philosophically, they're saying the brain is pretty much it, or it's, you know, it's just something else. So when you're talking about mind, spirit, or soul, that they believe that in spite of bodily changes, the mind, spirit, or soul stays the same entity. Because it is that is what is you. The second group holds that the physical manifestation of you is who you are. It is easy to locate you or me in the body because this de <laughs> this designates an easily recognized place in which personhood can reside. Because so they're saying it's all physical. It's just in, it's your brain. Okay. Okay. But again, we don't. There's so many unanswered questions that lead to an intelligent design that lead to something else that that's why you could, you could possibly say, well, since I can't answer all these questions, I must not exist at all. And I'm a construct or something. Um, there, there's, there, there, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, there's a lot more to that. Um, uh, and it's not, it's not, I'll say this. It's not as dumb as it sounds really. Well, I don't think it sounds dumb, you know, but yeah. it does. If you just say someone says, someone thinks that we're actually a freaking computer program somewhere well and you know? he, well but here's the thing <laughs> 20 years ago i would have said that sounds dumb now because of the 
you know, we have the philosophical layers of confusion with identity, right? Like, I mean, there's so many things going on, just like you read out. On top of that, you layer on societal confusion about identity. On top of that, you layer on um, religious problems with identity because of a lot of what's going on in the modern Western church. That it, it's it sounds overwhelming to me, but it doesn't sound silly. And the reason I say that is we've become a world where <clears throat> we've kind of taken away the rules, right? Be what you want to be, whatever you are, however you feel. So no, yeah, 20 years ago when I was a hardhead and, you know, I had this really black and white line of all these things and my faith wasn't as strong and all these things weren't working in the way they're working now. Yeah. I would have been like, man, that sounds so stupid. But now I, I, it, to me, it makes me, it makes me feel for the ones coming in behind us who have to face that on top of whatever else or whatever other confusion is going to bring itself to the surface on whatever level. Right. And I mean, I'm not really trying to get into current societal identity at this point. I'm just saying there's so many layers of confusion at this point. No, it doesn't sound silly. It just makes me, it may, honestly, it makes me heartbroken. Right. Cause these what you and I faced coming up, right? I mean, if 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 we com comparatively what we faced trying to figure ourselves as we came up, we we had a lot of trouble, right? Let's take you know puberty and all the other garbage out that we went through while we were trying to figure out everything out, right? We also had you know our our relationships with our family, our relationships outside of our family. We had you know natural questions that come up as you're getting older and as you're going through life and as you're progressing, right? So. Looking at today, honestly, what you're saying is pretty understandable, right? Because people are looking so, what I would consider so far beyond the answer that's already there that I'm not surprised with any answer that comes up. No, I mean, I agree. But I, I, th I think that most of us have, have had a period of searching where we, and, and I think some people really have a hard time with, with, with this. Right. But they're, let me, okay, let's, let's say this before I just put the butt there. Is there right or wrong criteria that we can use to define ourselves? I would say yes. I would say yes. Um, I would say, <clears throat> You know, I would say, you know, provability of reality, right? As opposed to feeling and, and emotion. Um, and at different stages in our lives, those things are, are more prevalent, right? As young men, young women coming up, those emotions can run high or low, right? Depending on what stage of life we're in. But I believe, yes, there is, there is defining reality-driven criteria for who we are. So let's let's look at this in a more real perspective that you know we're since I, I you know this isn't for the philosophy majors and psychological you know clinic clinicians and all that stuff yeah. you know so when you're when you're born you come out you have a set of genetic code that, that has defined kind of how your physical attributes and you know some characterizations and leaning towards this or that Yes, sir. So already that's part of who you are. Mm -hmm. 
you have a set of code that's kind of puts you on a path, so to speak. Then you have your family. That's the first kind of thing that you get is like your who your mom and dad is. If you have any siblings or whatever, that starts contributing to who you are. Whatever schooling you go to, there you get you got more things. And then all along that path through when you're born, through all that stuff, you have experiences and things that happen in trauma or not or whatever. Those are part of who you are. And then, you know, those things keep happening to the point where, you know, it's like, okay, so your does your ethnic origin have something to do with who you are? Yeah. How much of it is, that's debatable. And and we can talk about that. But your ethnicity does have a part of who you are. You can't deny that. Like, it's like, no. you, you know, that's that's silly. So, and then you have, you know, your your passions, how you your connections you make outside of the family and everything else, and then how they're contributing and how you are allowing them to change you, if at all. That's part of who you are. What you do for work, that's not, at, well, okay, that's not, shouldn't be like this monumental side of like what defines who you are, mm-hmm. but it gets there really quick in today's era. And I want to, I'll touch on that later, but you know, there, there's so many aspects that fulfill this whole question of like, who am I? Um, it really does encompass like everything we've talked about so far. And it's like biological stuff. There's, there's psychological stuff. There's um, metaphysical stuff. If you want to call it that it's religious stuff, there, all that stuff comes together and defines who you are. Mm-hmm. And it's up to us to, to kind of prioritize and align those as saying, what's, what's really important to my core and I think that's a that's a really specific and great question that I think everybody should answer. Like, because relating that to our modern era, you know, if I just focused on being a white man, and that's really who I was, you know, who I raised myself up as, as that that was really the core and most important thing to me. That was critical to how to find myself. I'm doing it wrong. Yeah, of course. Okay. But the reason why I say that is because there's other cultures, other ethnicity groups, you know, that we have in this modern era that do. And it's on purpose and it's being it's being led there to create more division. Well, I guess my you know, I guess my next question would be how do we help in steering people away from that right that that's that would be you know i mean if you're being driven towards something you know it's kind of like i guess you would call it brainwashing right you are this you are only this Mm -hmm. um uh you and i both know through the complexities of everything that we've gone through that it that is not that is not what we are what we're meant to be or what we should be but I guess my next question would be, how do we, how do we help prevent, I guess you'd call it one lane thinking that would drive somebody to that point, right? Like you are only this, <laughs> you know, you know, I, because I think it's a realization that you, every, that there has to be more attention to, for a general, the general populace to just say, you know what, you're more than just whatever you came from mm-hmm. your, your immigrant status or your color, of your skin or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's, there has to be a general populist movement to say, 
okay, we're done with identity politics. Mm-hmm. Let's, it's, that this is that is not leading us down the path of freedom and relations that are great between whoever. The, and it's not. And that, but that's exactly what I mean. Though that that's why it's on purpose is because it's, it's divisive, and that's kind of a key thing to control society is to make it as divisive as possible. <laughs> so, you know, I I will say that unless somebody is courageous enough to walk up to anybody and say, "Hey, how you doing today? You all right?" or something, um. You're doing it wrong, and because I think the more you more you interact with other people that look mm-hmm. different than you, yeah, the the more it, it's not a big deal, and the more it goes away. I'll give you an example. I was thinking about this when I was reading all this. I was like, when I was at Kentucky Kingdom with my kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're walking around, and uh, there was this guy, this big black guy. He had the, <laughs> he had these Jordans on that were like. Uh, the the like teal blue and whatever colors of the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, and he was wearing all t- like Tennessee Titan shirt, Tennessee Titan hat. Like that dude, like everything, including his Jordans, were like Tennessee Titans. You nice. know, and I was like, bro, you you're a mega fan, aren't you? <laughs> and I just I just came up to him, just started talking. I like, you know, I didn't care. I mean, I just I just thought his shoes. I was like. Those Air Jordans are freaking cool. They were. They were awesome looking. Yeah. I just thought it was awesome. I didn't, but I, I wasn't looking at him like some black guy yeah. at all. I just thought, okay, this dude obviously got something for the Tennessee Titans. I got to figure out what this guy's got up to. But the only reason why I thought that is because I've already, like, I have so many other f- uh, friends and stuff or whatever that are all kinds of people mm-hmm. that it doesn't, doesn't bother me to, like, talk to anybody. And here I am, this big white dude with a, you know, a John Deere hat on and my, you know, overalls. And my, I don't care. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It, yeah. It's doesn't the same matter. way I look. It's, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, those are, that's an example of just like, because I'm not identifying and looking at that as like a criteria about who somebody is, then I'm not fearful and not, I'm not really don't care who they are. You know what I mean? It's like, but research though shows that. The, the black community, you know, there's like 70%, 76% of them in the Pew Research stuff I found say not only is it part of their identity, but it's extremely important, very important, right? That's, 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 that's a, and that's a pro- that to me is a problem. Well, I, I'd say part of that though, um, and I don't disagree with you. I'm in no way trying to disagree with you, but I think in part, part of that is we need to part away what community is as opposed to singular identity right um you know it's funny i was i was talking with my friend amanda today i working with jewelry and i work with her and uh amanda and i were talking and you know we were talking about this exact same subject you know we were talking about how you know, one race of people or one religion of people can be in a single area, yet sectioned off in that area, behaviors, traditions, all that stuff can be different, right? Within 20 blocks, right? I mean, you know, ethnicity, all that can be factors, but 
traditions, how we live, how we see things, mm-hmm. right? All of those things. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, one of the things that I've, I've always done and will always do is I just don't, and I don't know how to translate this to other people. And I don't know if my life experience has put me here, but I just don't think about it. No, I don't care. But, but at that's, all. that's what I'm saying though. There, when I looked, there's research yeah, into yeah. like Hispanics and Asian Americans and black yeah. Americans, Jewish community, all there, that there's, stuff. there's all this research that says, how, you know, do you, you know, are, is it important for you or whatever? But you know what isn't there asking white guys, like the Caucasians or whatever, there's nothing that says, is that important to your identity? So, so I mean, there's a, there's a vast for as far as identity goes, there is a very clear demarcation in how that, how important that is to people between ethnicities, dude, it's, it's crazy. And, but it gets different even when you talk about generational stuff. So if you have like, uh, as far so like when I was looking at the Pew Research stuff with Hispanics, it was like um, immigrants were very high. Like, uh, let me hold on. Sixty-one percent of immigrants thought that it was central to their identity, their Hispanic heritage, right? Mm-hmm. But then second gen was fifty-one percent. Third gen or higher got down to forty-seven percent. So it goes lower every gen, right? But it 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 is it has to be a part of who you are. Okay, so let me make that very clear. <laughs> like, um. You know, but I, I can't, I, you know, I, I call myself a Viking all the time because I know that, you know, in 900 and something AD, that's when the pagans came over as Vikings and invaded uh, England and Scotland and stuff. And that's kind of where pain came from was these pagan people. So, and that's as far back as I can kind of go to where the, the name pain came from is that. So, yeah, I, I talk about being a Viking and all that kind of stuff. But it's not central to my core of my person. You know what I mean? It's a part of who I am and what makes me who I am. But it's not like this central thing that I latch onto, and like it's critical for me to be who I am. Yeah, I don't think so either. I have Scott, Scott, in my heritage, and Scott Dutch, German, and uh, a little bit of Irish, and believe it or not, a little bit of West Indian, and. Other than the fact that I burn instantly when I go out in the sun, I really have no attachment. I mean, I admire my heritage. I, you know, I've read and studied about Scotland, and you know, and and I've read and studied about Ireland, and I've 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 looked at the Dutch the Dutch colonies and all those things, and you know, uh, I I traced the my last name back. You know, Kirby. Um, it was actually was Kilby was the, my, my family's last name when they came over. But when my relatives came over, it was changed for whatever reason to Kirby. I don't know if that sounded more American, but if you follow back through, I tracked back through this. But for me, that's not, you know, that's not central to me as an individual. You know, am I saying that I don't appreciate it? Well, no, I wouldn't say that. I'm sure you appreciate the history. And I, I, I think what's central to me is, is, my existent roles that I play in now, right? Like it's, you know, and I don't understand that, you know, and and, and don't get me wrong. uh, I've met and know many people who are proud of their heritage. And and I admire that, you know, in a lot of ways, right? That you've, that you've taken on your history and, and you have pride in it. Um, 
do I think that is a concrete anchor for who you should be? Honestly, and this may be controversial, but no. Well, where re what research shows from what I can gather and for what little bit, you know, because we're talking a week here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we, we took on yeah, the subject I mean, that we needed like a month. Yeah, well, no, we needed like a freaking decades. But, yeah. you know, there there's a correlation between like, I you like you feel like you got to be certain way in order to identify in order to connect with your yes peers which so, could be appearance the way you talk all kinds of all things kinds right of so things, so right? like yeah. and, and you see this in like native american um cultures too because it's like if you're if you know to talk to the, all the older generations you, you know there's that as well right so none of the reservations it's it's very much like you need to be connected to your heritage and you need to know who you are. And as far as that goes in order to be wrecking, you know, in order to really connect with your own people mm -hmm. kind of thing. And, and the black community is the same way. Like, you know, there's a, in order to connect with their fellow, you know, black people, they feel like they need to be black as they're, you know, part of that. Right. Yeah. Right or wrong. I'm not saying that's either way. I, it just, that, that is one major difference though, between, the 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 spectrums of what we are in the in this culture is that it, in research shows we don't it's not because we don't feel like it's important or we have to but they do and hmm. there's there's i'm sure there's like a lot to unpack there <laughs> but it's the same goes for hispanic or asian american or whatever uh, and I, I will say this though the asian american thing is really really complicated because uh, they get thrown that that Asian American thing has like a whole bunch of different cultures that get roped into that, mm -hmm. and a lot of them don't like being called that uh, because they're not they don't really. I mean, it's just it's fascinating when I was reading about this stuff, and it's not part of this conversation. But I, I guess I would just say that like there there's a lot of people. Most people nowadays that I've met or I interact with don't care. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know. Like, no, we no. just don't give a damn. Yeah. Like, if you're cool, you're cool. Yeah. Whatever, right? Um, I, I I enjoy different cultures, though. Um, and I find cultural difference even down my street. You know, it's like some guy looks like me, but, man, we, we have some differences that are interesting, you know? And I can be as just as, just as I guess, just as I can be more different from that guy than I am to this, you know, Asian guy who just moved here. Some I'll probably maybe me and him maybe I'm more in common than this guy. Yeah. It's true, right? Well, yeah. Um, because that's the country we live in. But the, the what what I find though is that you know there there's such I, I would call it an identity crisis in this in the culture. People are just searching for people to connect to because they're trying to find, you know, they're latching onto this identity of a certain thing, um, and then that's who they're making them at the core of who they are because they're trying to connect to those people. Yeah. Um, and I, it's, it's, I don't think that's good, man. Um, I, well, I think I it's think creating a lot of nonsense. It's creating division is what it's doing. But I think that, well, I mean, the only way we're ever going to get to the point where it doesn't matter is to decide that it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Like, you know, you and I are opposite ends of the spectrum, Reggie. You know, I was born and raised in the city, right? I hunted and fished in the summers, but I spent my time in the city. 
you were born and raised not in the city. Mm-mm. So, but it doesn't matter because we found common ground with each other, right? We, I think you and I appreciate each other for just who we are, right? There's no, but part of that relationship is we're able to communicate in a way where we're honest with each other. And I think that's another big issue. You know, there's two things I came across that, and one I'm definitely struggling with now during this conversation is, um, you know, the generational trauma to the generational trauma issue. Does that affect our identity or is that even really a thing? I struggle with generational trauma. I'm not saying I haven't done enough research to say that it's not real, but I, I don't know how it would affect, you know, our current identity. I know a lot of people use that term to justify separation. Does that make sense? Um, you know, well, my, my ancestors were treated this way. Therefore I am this way. I I don't necessarily know that that's a factor. Right. But the other thing I struggle with is this need for separation on a basis of fitting in. Right. I, I don't understand drawing a dividing line between and I'll just use basic examples, an athlete and a, and a, and a, and a academic, I don't understand drawing the line between, you know, a white man and a black man. I don't understand the lines being drawn essentially because I, th- I would feel like at this point in our existence and where we are now, we would be able to mitigate those differences and learn how to live with each other and be peaceful and, and prosper. Um, well, you got cultural things. I mean, like, look, if you go to Japan and you're, you're you're it's not that they like treat you poorly mm-hmm. but you will always be a, that american guy yeah always like it's i mean i think it's really rare when you get like adopted into like you know that kind of thing yeah um and that still exists today right or wrong um but <sighs> I guess where I'm going with this is like when, when I used to talk to somebody for the first time, Mm -hmm. you know, and usually most people do this where they're like, Hey man, what do you do for a living? So it was the first, one of the first questions somebody asks you, right? Yeah. Because in this country, we're kind of, that's what we're main thing is focused on. It's like our work and our money. So you want to know what the hell they do for work (laughs) for money. But I'll tell you that is, I don't really care. (laughs) I learned this a while, a long time ago. I don't ask that question anymore. Uh, We may in the scope of the conversations, maybe get there, but to be honest, I don't really care what they do. I really want to know what they think about what they do for fun, that kind of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So usually when I meet somebody for the first time, it's not, it's not like, well, what do you do for a living? It's more like, you know, um, well, what are you passionate about? What do you think about? You know, what do you spend your time doing? Because that, to me, that says more about who they are yeah, than what they do for work. Well, or the new, what do you do for work? What is your political affiliation? No. No. I don't, don't care. care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> this is, um, and I only bring this up because somebody asked me this the other day. He's like, well, 
I was like, how you doing? Good. We were just sitting there waiting for something. I think we were at a pizza joint or something waiting for our order. And, um, just small talk. And he's like, and he literally out of nowhere goes, did you vote for Biden? <laughs> I was like, I can't even stay in this conversation. What? I was like, uh, I, I didn't even know how to respond. He asked me so bluntly, but I think that's the new, what do you do for a living? Right. In our current society is what's your political affiliation? Look, man, I've got friends who are Trump supporters. I've got friends who are Biden supporters. I've got friends who are Democrats, friends who are Republicans. It doesn't, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Just like you said, what do you do for fun? What are your hobbies, man? What, what do you, what, what, what do you, you know? But it goes beyond, like, look, let's talk about this political thing a little bit. Because I, I did think about this as part of our identity because it is getting more and more where yeah. I think before too long, you'll end up seeing that on, like, the census and shit where it'd be, like, a question. Yeah. What's your political party affiliation? And all of a sudden you have these, like, statistics come out about, you know, when you get hired somewhere, you know, it's crazy. But I think that at the end of the day, the reason why that's getting is, again, we're being divided and we're on purposely being divided. Absolutely. But – Somebody's identity, they're rooted in this because they've picked a team, in other words. Like, they're a fanboy, right? And yeah. it's like, I've picked this team, and that's who I'm rooting for. And it's like, man, <laughs> if you sat down and talked to someone about the issues, leave party out of it. If you just said, you know, what do you think we should do about this? Mm -hmm. I, I bet you're going to have – you're going to acknowledge that same problem. Yeah. And then – you, you you might have to talk at the solutions that you want to per, like for that problem mm -hmm. is what's going to be different. But normal people, if they sat down and talked about it, could work that out. Well, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like if you had a problem in like, it, let's say if you had a community of like 20 people that lived in this little commune type of thing and, and okay, you had certain people believe this, certain people believe that, but you had like a problem with, I don't know, getting money for something. And you're like, well, we can take money from this or we do this. You 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 could work that out between those people. Regardless. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. Like, you know, the red people and the blue people. I mean, yeah. come on. No. It's, well, it's really and, not that way. And, and 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 even more so, you're seeing the division purposefully now. Um, you know, we were discussing this amongst a group of people. Um, you're starting to see with with this election coming up, you're starting to see, you know. I hate to say this, but you're starting to see team COVID come back, right? Which, what did that do? It had nothing to do with the virus or the boosters or the vaccines. It had to do with separating. And I think that's where they're trying to go again, right? So, I mean, and I think if you got, if you got vaxxers and anti-vaxxers in a room and you didn't tell them the status of either one, but you laid a problem down in front of them, it isn't going to matter. They're going to work it out, right? That's our. That's the nature of it, and it's it's this divisive kind of. It's rhetoric, man. Is what it is. It's just rhetoric of. But again, it, it goes back you know, to the when we're talking about identity, though. It's like where you the importance of things you place as who you are yeah. matter. So the question of like, is it important? Yes, mm -hmm. it is very important. How what criteria you use? Yeah, for sure to define yourself. Yeah. And I mean, especially from this, and I'll, I'll just say there's, that's a problem in the secular world because when you have legit, like thought leaders in, in the 
in this era that say you don't exist at all, what then what the hell do you do with that? Right? I mean, okay, and and it's again, you're if you're not defined by anything else but like material things, physical bodies, all these type of things, and everything get in the end gets burned into a heat death, then what do you do with that? Like you there's you nothing you do matters. Who you are matters. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how much money you have. Doesn't matter how famous you are. In the end, it all goes away. Done. It will never, it, it will cease to exist at some point. Doesn't matter what it is, right? Yeah. So, so that that's that's where I get that's where I go with this stuff. It's like, okay, look, you're more than just a black guy. You're more than just a, you know, a Chinese female. You're more than just, you know, some uh Hispanic, you know, janitor or or a teacher or a doctor or whatever. I mean, hell, my doctor is Colombian. Mm-hmm. I love her to death. I've ne- and, and I wouldn't have. And look, you'd think that's weird to have like this. I'm this white guy le- that that goes to a woman doctor who's Colombian, but she's amazing, right? I don't see her as those things. She's just a great doctor, right? Yeah. I mean, we. <laughs> that's what that's what blows my mind. But some people have an issue with that, right? Yeah. And and it's because. I'm not looking at that as a criteria for who you are. No, I think that is part. Okay, let me let me qualify that. Sure, that has to be part, a part of the equation, but that's not the central theme of your life. No, it is not. I don't. You know, I don't qualify on anything other than the content of a person's character. Really, you know. <sighs> um. I don't think it's really necessary. No, it's not. I mean, it doesn't really, it doesn't really, we don't really gain anything, right? Like if, if you could show me quantitative proof that me looking at you, Reggie and going, well, he wears overalls and he, he lives in the country and, 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 and those are all things that I need to take into consideration because they're going to lead me to a certain point. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you can give me quantitative proof that that's actually something that exists, but you can't. And here's why. Doesn't matter. Doesn't amount to a hill of beans. Uh, it doesn't have anything to do with the content of your character, the the way you live your life, your integrity. Those <laughs> but, are all well, things that those are all things that I'm looking at far more yeah. in any situation than 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 looking at um you know, even you know, and 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 even someone's philosophies. I I don't have a problem. You know, I know what I am. I'm confident in, in who I am. So when I'm approached or I'm in a situation where someone has a, a conflicting philosophy with mine, that doesn't give me pause to get to know that person and to give that person a respect and 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 show them respect. Um, if anything, that adds that adds some richness to further conversation and and where we're going to go in that relationship, right? Um, but you know, you know, and I hate to, to, I hate to go down this road, but I think we've taken it further than race and ethnicity. I think now we've taken it into, you know, gender ideology. All these things are further ways to carve into unity, right? Well, because again, we're trying to pigeonhole people yeah, into certain silos yeah, so that we can say, it's you, it's you, it's you, this is you, this yeah. is you, whatever. I mean, and, uh, and the fact that they do that with kids, like manipulating these 
<laughs> is is so barbaric and abhorrent. I just freaking want to throttle them. I mean, it's just stupid. You got, I mean, it's complicated enough to grow up and to develop and to like have start having good relationships and connections and all this stuff. And then you want to just throw in all this other, all this stuff into it when they don't even think about that is yeah. beyond me. And the parents who these flipping people who encourage their kiddos to like do these things, you ought to be thrown in jail. I'm just saying, no, you are, you are evil. And I will call it that until the day I die. No, well, thank it's, you. it's the old tornado theory, right? Like, you know, Tornadoes are chaos. Think about a kid going through puberty. That's chaos, mm -hmm. right? You don't add wind to a tornado. It just becomes worse. What you do is find ways to slow things down, right? Um, and and let's go to, you know, uh, let's take it past kids to, to, you know, young adults, teenagers. Kids are in the 16, 17, 18, 19 year old range who have, you're, you're, in, you're got, your puberty's going on. Life's changing. You're you're facing adulthood. You're naturally going to have doubts, right? There's there's natural doubts within you. You and I both went through them. Regardless of who we are, we had those moments in sure. our lives. But the reason that we survived them and came out on the other side and were stable and able to roll is because we had people in their lives that did their jobs. Not they didn't want to be our friends. I didn't want to be, oh, I love you. You're my best friend. No, I've got to keep you on the rails, right? And I feel like the current society has just, they're adding wind to the tornado, man. They're just, and, and, they're, and they're adding it at such an accelerated rate that I, I fear in two years, we won't know. But see, this is, I know, but this is where I was going with all this whole thing with identity, really. Yeah. Is that we need to let people define themselves yes okay stop trying to put them into places yeah they will put themselves into places yes they will knock it off like it yeah. doesn't we don't have to have any kind of systematic rules or laws put in place for any individual thing period yeah. let it happen yeah you know people have to be free <laughs> And have to take responsibility for their idiotic choices, dude. For sure. And I mean, especially our kids. <laughs> no, you don't know. I mean, it's hard enough. And it's not even like, and you, especially if you look at places where there is like, there is actual poverty in the country. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and thankfully there's some, it's smaller than what it was, but you, you, man, you still have pockets of these places where it's like, it, you know, people are battling to like, where are they going to eat? What they got, you know, mm -hmm. how they going to, you know, put shelter over their kids and all that kind of stuff, you know, that, and this is, this is down in like, I mean, this is just recently when I was like driving through, uh, Appalachia area down in, you know, like Kentucky, West Virginia type of places where there's like all these old mining towns that there's nothing left. Yeah. The I mean, the, the, the lines are gone. There's nothing there now, you know? Yeah. So, you, I mean, look, they're not, they're not worried about what philosophical, ideals you're trying to scream at them or whatever they're <laughs> that ain't happening you know but anyway i digress but it's just shoving people and trying to manipulate people into certain criteria for their to tell people who you who they are is is just asinine and people need help with this but not not from the government no not from the government not from 
our schools, not from any governed body period. No. Right. Like, and what I mean by governed body is I'm not picking on teachers. I'm just using or, or, or not teachers, but, um, you know, schools and, 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 and school districts, but you know, these kids have enough to worry about. Don't give them more. <laughs> Don't give them more things to worry about. Right. Like, well, even so let's talk, I'll even say this from like, Look, I'm, th- I'm talking, I'm a total Bible beating cross back, whatever you want, you know, words you want to use for who, what, what I am. But, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't like it when people put like, there are people, Christian people who put their kids in school specifically because they say they need to be the light and the darkness in school, right? They need to be that kid that brings the gospel to their kids, to their students. No, they're, they're kids. Like, let them be kids. Yeah, let them be kids, man. You know, <laughs> they're not preachers at that point. I mean, I, come on. I will say this. I There is a part of both of my children are in public school. And, and the part of that for me is they need to hear different views. They need to meet different people. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love our church and I love our, I love the fact that both of my kids absolutely love the youth programs, but they need to see and hear and be around other people, other, other, other ways of thinking. Right. Um, just in a social setting, almost more than anything. Right. Like there's, there's things that need to happen that make us more well-rounded people. Right. I don't think we need to be sending our kids to school to be ministers. No, but Um, they're, they're, they're they're having a hard enough time without me putting that on their back. they, They need to not be afraid to like, yeah, Say something, but at the at the point though, that's not their role. No, that is not where they're at, right? I mean, you because it's the same, and it's. I mean, look, you can even say this to a lot of humans. It's like, look, dude, you know, you're you're a Christian, got it. But if you go out and slap somebody in the side of the head with the Bible, and they they're not open to it, or you're just damaging it, really. Yeah. But anyway, but besides all that, there. The secular version of identity is, as we've already talked about, is pretty convoluted, and it's yeah. like it's it, it goes way beyond just like how you feel today, <laughs> which is why there's such a depth of struggle. Yeah, with it I mean, at this point. so so I just want to make the point that you know, it's it there's a purpose behind the identity crisis that we see in our culture. For I sure, mean, I, I, and Absolutely. I think that a, a lot of a lot of times it's it's really because it's making us more divisive. But what what I'm going to ask you now, Brian, is the question that you probably want to hear. Awesome. I don't know. How does Jesus and the gospel change identity? That is a fantastic question, Reggie. I I believe it begins by changing our perspective of who we are, right? Um, It gives us purpose. Um, It answers that question. Why, Why am I here? What, what, what am I supposed to be doing, which is part of our identity. Part of my identity is being a man of faith, being a leader in my home, being a good father, being a godly father to my kids, um, being a good, a godly husband. Um, I believe that, I believe that the, the message of Jesus in the Bible is exactly that is, is here's your purpose, right? Here's, here's what you want to become, right? Christian means Christ-like. Um, we can't be Christ because we can't be perfect. 
but we can sure shoot for it. Right. And that gives us, that gives us purpose and that gives us identity. Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him in this way no longer. Therefore, if, any was, if, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. The, the, Amen. This is, this is, that's 2 Corinthians 5, 16, 17, but there, there is a clear message of identity when it comes to the Bible. Like there, it is really not confusing. We are made it. Once you follow that path and you start walking in the footsteps of Jesus, you have now been, you are now a new creation. You are now adopted into the one most highest family. You are now something unique and purposeful. We are princes. We are heirs to the throne, my friend. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Purpose works his workmanship. That's who we are. Yeah. Amen. There's, there's no, there's no doubt that there, the, there, there's things here, right? Yeah. So see how great a love the father has bestowed on us that we would be called children of God and such we are for this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know him beloved. Now we are children of God and it has not appeared as yet what we will be. We know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him just as he is. And everyone who has this hope fixed on him purifies himself just as he is pure. I mean, dude, this is it, it, it not not just that we don't have to worry about identity, but we don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, th- that's that's the thing, man. It's like there's <laughs> I like, okay. I've defined how I am as a man by looking at the Bible and saying, okay, that's how I'm supposed to be. I've defined how I'm supposed to be as a husband, but it clearly says, Mm -hmm. this is how you're supposed to be a husband. It clearly says how I'm supposed to be a son. It clearly says how I'm supposed to be a friend, a brother. It clearly says that I'm an adopted child of God Mm -hmm. and that I'm a new creature. I'm (laughs) and that he has taken the lashes that I deserve and I have nothing. I'm clean. Nothing to worry about. That's the thing is, you know, people ask me all the time, uh, well, isn't it stressful or isn't it limiting to believe in God and to be a Christian? The answer is no. Uh, it's actually pretty nice. Uh, my role is defined. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm supposed to do. I know I'm supposed to love others. I know I'm supposed to to be a a, a godly example to my family and and I'm supposed to all of those things are defined for me. I don't have to go search those things out. Right. Um and it's 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 super it's 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 a kind of freedom I can't explain, right? Like it's it's not even, you know, there's no yoke of oppression that goes along with that. It's literally, hey, guess what? Here it is. It's I'm just gonna go do it. Yeah. The it gets hard when you are combating not anything but yourself Mm -hmm. the realization is that most of the time your troubles are around because of your flesh but i would i would i would in ways disagree with you because i know myself and i know 
my tendencies, right? So it's easy to recognize when I'm losing that control, right? Mm. Um, now, that doesn't mean that temptations aren't equal and strong and things don't happen that pull me off the path. But I think I think a lot of what I pray for is a sense of self-awareness, a sense of, a sense of uh, you know, a sense of discernment, even with myself, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, I mean, you've said it to me before. You'll say, man, I've had an off week. And I'll go, what's up? You know exactly why you had an off week. And after you've contemplated it, you know how to correct, right? So I feel like, I feel like through that sense of discernment that we're given, through that sense of ourselves that we're given, through that clear picture of who the tempter is and what's going to pull us off the path, I feel like for me personally, this may not be for everybody else. I feel like I'm pretty quick to recognize, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm all, I'm over my skis, right? I need to, I need well, to get myself back in line. But you do get over your skis. I do. Yeah. Okay. For sure. So that's what I mean. Like it's, it's hard because even if it, it happens, if it was easy, it would never happen. My favorite one is when we know we're about to get over our skis. Well, that's, and we yeah, do it I anyway. Mean, it's like <laughs> this is gonna, this is bad. You know, I know this isn't gonna go well, but I'm all in, <laughs> and we do it, man. Yeah, man. And, and that's the thing. That's another thing too. Part of it that's freeing for my identity is I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm not perfect. God tells me I'm not perfect. Uh, we were born of sin, right? So I have the freedom of knowing. Not that I have this, I can just go sin without consequence or anything like that. But knowing that, man, if I mess up, man, God, it's help good. me out here, dude. I'm good. I know. Help me out, but, right? So, the, the, what I what I find awesome, not only do I know who I am, defined by the guy who created me and created the universe. But he also says, now we recognize no one according to the flesh. No, for sure. You are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints. Yep. And the, are of God's household. Dude, You're it. no longer strangers or aliens. No. So we we have to remember Things like race are a human construct. Yeah. We made that up. Yep. That is really not in the Bible at all. Ethnicity is. Race is not. Right? There are different things. Don't 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 go there, comments. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well I have a question. Before you leave that, I have a question. And and I only have this question because I I, I was listening to a sermon and I heard it brought up in a ser sermon. Okay, so race is not in the Bible. And just so you know, that I don't agree with the guy I was listening to, but I listened to it because I was interested to see where he was going to go. Okay. But he said, racism is in the Bible. And he used the woman in the well. I don't think that's okay. I don't think I would classify that as racism, though. That's classism <laughs> more than anything. Yeah. I mean, I, I would tend to agree, but I, I just thought I wanted, I was interested in your answer because I, I got where he was trying to go, right? I just think he was trying to use something. He was trying to to 
create a example that may have been embellished with something that had modern tones. I mean, you do, I guess you can qualify that racism. I mean, cause you had, you had people that lived like right next to each other that hated each other and oh, they were, sure. you know, the, you know, Babylonians or the, you know, whatever there. I mean, <laughs> they, I mean, so I guess you could say, but I, you know, it's not, they weren't defined by their race. They were defined by their ethnicity. Yeah. So it was more like, ethnicism than it was racism <laughs> you know made up some words <laughs> you know what i mean i mean because it's <laughs> you know made up some That's words right we're going ethnicism. There. <laughs> but i mean yeah i mean look dude you, you have people hating people in the bible sure yeah you know you got but, people hating people in every book <laughs> yeah but i mean you 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 don't have like oh that fella right there is a black man yeah oh He's from Africa. We hate him. Yeah. There's nothing like that. Oh, that guy's from the North. He's white. We don't like him. Yeah. There's no. nothing like that. In the, there's not like that. It's really about your ethnicity. Yeah. In the Bible, the whole, and I'm sure you could dig up something and, and okay, fine. But look, at the end of the day, race is a construct that yes. humans made up. Yes. Okay. Class is a thing that we made up. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's like none of that, none of that really matters in the realm of God. Like, and and I, and I had a question the other day was like, um, does um, hypergamy, which is like the the, I can't remember if that's like marrying up kind of thing. Hypergamy. Yeah, that's what it is. Hypergamy. My yeah, bad. That's I said right. it wrong. Like marrying up, right? I was, thought you were giving me someone's name. No, I was like, Is I know, I'm sorry, dude. Hypergyme? I've, I've read, so, dude. <laughs> you, if you read this philosophy stuff, there, there's so many words. You're just like hypergamy. Why, yes. Why would you? Why would you make up another word? Like, do we really need another one? <laughs> oh, yeah, anyway, but marrying up was like a. It, it was. It was biblically okay to like yeah. have this kind of thing. And I, I was just like, I just respond. Once in a million time, when I actually responded to something on Facebook, I said, "There's, I said it's absolutely a human construct and it does not exist in the kingdom of God. If both of them are Christian, they should just seek to have a, a gospel-centered marriage and be done with it. Who, yeah. Class does not matter at all. Yeah, and it doesn't. Now, culturally, sure. I mean, especially in some parts of the world, it's even bigger deal because you'll have people that really get offended if you marry into a different class. But well, but you even know. in the Bible, like cross-culturally, there were marriages that were made to work, right? Like I, one of the things I struggle with in, in this current world is when we say, well, you know, we don't want to marry into this culture or we don't want to marry into this culture. Um, There are instances all throughout the Bible of marriages that were from different kingdoms, cultures that all because they were biblically based, they kind of, they survived, right? <clears throat> like I don't, again, another one of those constructs, right? That separates us, not class construct. What does it mean? Cast, whatever you want to call it. doesn't really matter. Um, good people are good people, I guess. It's just, no, I, I mean, but I, I, I think about this all the time. Like if you're an intellectual person, and you're not, you're not a Christian, so you base everything on intellectual prop, you know, works and stuff that humans have created. You, you, what? Are, where are you going? You know, like where? What do you? This that's my always 
conundrum because I'm reading the same stuff they are. Mm-hmm. I'm reading the same research, and, and I know it's a different different of you know perception because I'm I'm looking at it through the lens of my worldview. But man, I mean, you know, when when I look at all this stuff about identity, it's, it's just like it's it's another one of those where I'm like, how? That's anybody I, I think, have a clue? I think if you're looking at philosophers in their own way, Reggie, I think they're searching too. I don't think they. I don't think they're sure. Well, they they aren't because they're and and they're searching for an answer that they base their whole careers on not being. Yeah, certain. <laughs> but but you understand what I'm saying? Like, I mean, if you you know, a lot of the philosophical stuff is very interesting to read, but it really goes nowhere. So these are people that are searching just like everyone else is searching. They're just searching with a higher level of a higher well, IQ and a higher level of intelligence. I mean, it, and it gets, you know, be, and it does this in every kind of genre you would think of like morality is even probably worse than identity as far as like what, what are theories and stuff are out there about how that gets formed and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's bizarre, man. But I guess the, the one thing I would put, as for identity, for what is important for people at, at the core of who you are, you get to decide who you are. Mm-hmm. Now you have place, you have pieces that you can put together, but how you prioritize those is up to you. Um, and you know, there's reasons for, you know, having certain classifications that you may deem that, that you stamp your flag into the ground say, this is me. Um, but I just, I just, I think everybody's just got to take a step back and go, how, how, how am I really defining who I am? I mean, is it really all about what, um, where I came from or is, is it, is it what purpose is that serving? Like, it, it, you know, is there some other thing that could be more important? It, does, what about my morals and my ethics and, you know, that, that I just think people need to really con- contemplate that stuff. Well, man. the best way I would say it is stop letting other people work on you and start working on yourself. Right. Um, I believe a lot of the identity crisis that's going on right now is we've, al- we allow other people to work on us. Right. Well, that's not how you find out who you are. Right. You got to go work on yourself. You got to go search within yourself. Right. Um, but I think a lot of that comes with this, you know, especially in the last 10 years, this snowflake mentality, right? Well, you're special, but we don't, we don't explain to anyone why, right? Where do you're special? You deserve this. You should be happy. You need to go out and really look at what truly you feel and stop letting other people write your story for you, right? I think a lot of this is, We've taught them to depend on others for their story. Well, where does it lead you? You know, where, where, where are these choices you're making to define who you are? Where is that going to lead you to? You know, and uh, what is there anywhere to go? Yeah. Or, 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 okay. Or, or are these choices you're making leading you to places that, that don't poss can't possibly go anywhere? Cause let's, I mean, let's be clear. Let's use an example. Um, the example of, um, you know, transgenderism, this isn't taking you anywhere. Right. Uh, and, and again, comments, that's okay. 
It isn't, it doesn't end anywhere constructive, right? It ends in divisiveness, self-doubt. Um, it ends in so many things that don't have anything to do with others' judgment of you. It has to do with it, it, it doesn't have a framework for a future, right? So if you're looking down the barrel of something, any common sense person who's going to make a life-changing decision has to look down the barrel of that decision and say, all right, well, I, I need to think about the future. So where is this going to land me in 10 years? Well, let's take a look. You know, trends change. Things, things convert. They fly back and forth. Where are you going to be in 10 years? You're not going to be, you're not going to be any further down the road. No. You know, you're not going to be, you know, you're not well, going to be look, originating the thought either. So the data suggests it that we're doing it wrong. Yeah. You can't have 50% suicide rate and think that's right. Yeah. It's obviously not working. Yeah. What you're doing, how you're treating that, how, what, what we're doing is not working. But, but, but in the overall sense, what I'm saying more than anything is, is, is that's just kind of a, a, a in the bigger picture of things is a micro example, as opposed to stop letting other people work. Yeah, on exactly. You. Exactly. Step out on your own. It's uncomfortable. I'm going to tell you up front, having to face yourself and your mistakes and trying to figure out how to straighten up your life and, and trying to figure out how to be a more dependable human being, trying to be, you know, ready with your words because your words mean something, right? All these things are, are very difficult things to get hold of and develop. But if you take hold of them, they're yours. They're not someone else's thoughts. They're not someone else's philosophies. They're yours. Well, and let's just be clear. Let's be crystal clear. Okay. There is one way that isn't confusing at all. And it's you pick up that cross yeah. and you follow him. Yeah. You open up that Bible, read through some, read through some gospel. Just make a choice that that, you well, know what? That's true. I want to follow that guy. Uh, he is the way, the truth, the life. You and I both know that if you do your, if you do your research, if you look at history, Christianity is really the only historically provable thing out there. Well, it's the only one that they continually find new archaeological evidence for. Yeah. Even as uh, going back like a month ago, <laughs> we get another one. Yeah. So, I mean, look, yeah, it's the only one that is historically verifiable and the events that it says that happen, happen. Um, and, and, and the, the controversial stuff in it is more proof that it actually is true. Well, I mean, and for my Christian brothers and sisters out there that are getting beat down by the world and it's, we just said it, you know, do I, do I make exceptions? No. Did Christ make an exception? No, he packed a 170 pound cross up a hill while being tortured, spat on, knowing it was leading to his doom and then was nailed to it and died so that you and I could be cleansed. So, uh, yeah, you can. You Not sure just can. that, but I mean, you're, you're it's short sighted. This is what I don't there's like, especially when you talk about who you are. If you just talk about that, you are 
this person and this time, and that's all you look at, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're not looking far enough. Yeah. You're from our standpoint, infinite, you are an infinite being. Mm-hmm. Now you could choose how to spend that infinite. This is just a drop in a ocean of time. Well, even though time probably won't exist when you, <laughs> but I had another conversation, but you know, the, the, it's just, this, this is not, this is, but a, just, just an infinite, small little, little time mm-hmm. that you're going to have an infinitum. I mean, come on, you know, let, let, just, you can be strong for this life and yeah. you, you can hold up your own on this life because it matters for the next. Well, you know, what's even more beautiful. That's why we have brothers and sisters in Christ. Cause if you're having trouble holding up your own, there's somebody there to help you hold it up. Right. There's somebody there that you can turn to and talk to and, and invest in and grow in. And they're going to invest in, in you and want to grow in you because they want to see you get the reward that they know you can get, that you know, you're going to get by being faithful. Right. So one of those things is, you know, we got to get out of the echo chamber. <laughs> right. You know, but, and we, we have to remember, especially about everybody has a cross to bear. Absolutely. Okay. Everybody has stuff they're dealing with. And I mean, it's, I saw this meme. I shouldn't say meme. It was a video on, on Instagram. And he was talking about how guys always say they're all right. Mm-hmm. Usually when they say they're all right, they ain't all right. Yeah. There's stuff going on. We got to remember that too. Regardless of like the identity, <laughs> the central theme of someone, they're going through something. Yeah. And this, it's, you know, and maybe be, their identity is that way because of something they're going through. Well, they're hurting. Yeah. And and one of the things we have to realize is, you know, again, pray for that spirit of discernment so you can you can know and understand that. I mean, how many times have you and I in our lives been in a spot where we're hurting and we're, you know, and that person has stepped in and said, hey, brother, you know. Dude, just way too many times. Yeah. And not even, it's, it's just in the most weird sometimes ways or at least expected it's bizarre and it, you that's why i don't i say it. there's no such thing as a coincidence it's always designed for a purpose so identity is something i especially have a, a kind of a, a not i wouldn't say passion but it's like a, a i label that as important yeah um because i think that a lot of problems we have today are because of identity yeah <laughs> and we're not or it's just it's just not going in the or right lack, direction, or lack thereof. Well, right. lack thereof, or misplaced, or whatever yeah. it is. And you can you, so many problems. I think you know today would be just just obliterated if you just changed it, not changed it, but you use different criteria for yourself. Or you know, if if somehow magically tomorrow identity politics went went away, <laughs> you would fix a lot of things. But you know that's that's just not how it's going to be because we live in a fallen world. But. That's true. Thankfully, we have a savior for that. All right, brother. Well, I think we covered it. Yeah, man. Guys, thanks again. These are two mics. These are two chairs. We'll see you later. Have a great day. Bye-bye.